Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, growing in the organizing and productivity profession brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Every episode, we will learn from NAPO members and subject matter experts as they share their successes, challenges, best practices, proven strategies, industry developments, and more. Please welcome our host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello, and welcome back to Stand Out, the podcast all about growing in the organizing and productivity industry. My name is Sarah Karakayan, professional organizer and your host. Here at Stand Out, we love our professional organizers and our productivity professionals and consultants. And today we want to dive deep into what struggles businesses are facing in terms of productivity. So if you are at all interested in productivity and the ways we as organizers and productivity pros can help businesses thrive, this episode is for you. Nathan Austin is an author, international speaker, coach, and small business and community advocate. And with him, he brings 20 plus years of entrepreneurship, business management, sales, and IT experience. After co-founding MyTech Partners, Inc. in 2000, he focused on helping clients and community partners achieve their organizational goals through strategic planning and alignment of technology investments with business objectives. As a sales and marketing coach, Austin works to develop and improve system, processes, and trainings for teams to make IT easy, or make it easy, which I love. At home in Minnesota, Austin married his beautiful wife, Shana, in 2013 and feels blessed to spend life with his best friend. Austin also enjoys reading, running, fishing, golfing, and snowboarding. So Nathan, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I'll let the listeners know before we hopped on and pressed record here. I was like, Nathan, I need you to help me drive this conversation because, you know, I'm a professional organizer. You can give me a supply closet or an entire home and I will whip it into shape. But we really want you here today, Nathan, to help those listeners who are really on the productivity side of business and help them understand ways they can better serve their clients. So why don't we start with you helping us understand who you are and what it is exactly you do? Thanks, Sarah. I feel that one of the great privileges I have is to be able to work with hundreds of different small businesses. That's what my the IT company and IT services company that I co-founded 20 years ago has been doing. And it's companies that are as small as, you know, four or five people, upwards of, you know, over 500 people, but some we're usually in that ballpark. And it's across different industries, you know, whether it's, you know, business to consumer or business to business, whether it's in healthcare, where there's a lot of compliance and regulation versus, you know, a solopreneur that's, you know, serving their clients and really doing some consulting work, you know, car dealerships, uh, financial planners and consultants and advisors. I mean, it's across nearly every industry in business, manufacturing, nonprofits, et cetera. And the reason why I bring up that varied view is that in the end, what we have found through different, our interactions, Action and the training that we host and help our clients with, even though we're not a training company, but we help train them on the tools that we help them with, right? Is that while we all serve, we all might be a small company or a large company and in different industries, we all have the same problems when it relates to communication and collaboration. It's a challenge that we as human beings face and it's a challenge for us to connect those dots when there's technology involved, which is typically where I get involved and this gets to what I specifically do, is really try and help businesses 
identify the problem they're trying to solve from a business perspective. And communication and collaboration, there are a couple big ones. There's no one answer to that. And then help them identify where technology can help them solve those problems. It doesn't mean it's the entirety of the problem, but it's just where we can connect those dots between business problems and where technology can help. And that's what I get to do almost all day, every day. And it's uh, fortunately, I love doing it. So yeah, so that's what I do. And that's hopefully we're going to talk about a little bit today. Absolutely. So I know there are a wide variety of challenges that you see your customers face, but what might be, you know, the top three challenges or the ones that might, like our listeners who are those solopreneurs, those small businesses that are trying to help other businesses be more productive, what are the challenges that you're seeing your clients face so that our listeners can kind of like write that down and say, okay, here's where I kind of need to focus the next three to six months if they're not already focusing on these challenges and how to solve them? That is a great question. And I just was, as you were saying it, jotting down a couple of thoughts so I don't forget. One of the biggest ones I think is that especially as entrepreneurs, most, and again, I don't have facts to throw out at you, but just based on the, my experience working with different businesses, including myself, most entrepreneurs don't start their business with a grand plan. <laughs> they just don't, right? They're just like, hey, I think I can do this. Or, you know, if it was like uh, me and my uh, co-founders, we lost our jobs because of mass layoffs. A company went out of business, actually. So we started that way. But as we grew, we had to get good at something that we had never really done before and that we weren't necessarily skilled and adept at doing, which is planning. And really trying to understand and get clear where you're trying to go. Because the reason why I say that is I feel that that's one of the first, as you start adding people to your team, and once you get beyond, especially once you get beyond, you know, 10, 15, 20 people in your organization and beyond, being able to clearly articulate where you're trying to go is a huge gap as far as understanding that. And that's where I would, one of the biggest things around productivity is that you want people working in the same direction. <laughs> so that's where we found tools, you know, like Gazelles and Burn Harnish, Scaling Up and EOS Traction. Uh, there's some other ones out there, but those are a lot of the big ones we see our clients using that are helping them think through aspects about their business that they haven't always thought through. Because if you have other managers on your team that you're trying to help get the job done, so to speak, unless you have that clearly defined, that's one of the big ones um, is on the planning side. And that all relates to everything else we want to talk about today. Because then what it drives towards is, well, how do you help implement that plan? How do you take it from a theoretical plan that not only includes long-term plans and goals and vision down to the tactical day-to-day? -day? So it, ultimately what that ends up being is a communication rhythm and an accountability rhythm. Mm. So I think if you said three things, I would say it starts with planning. The second thing is, well, what's the communication rhythm that you as an organization, that fits your organization? And then the accountability rhythm around that are probably the three biggest things that I see across, again, if I try and make it across nearly any industry, any size organization, those are probably the big three. No, that's super helpful. You mentioned some... I'm assuming that's their pieces of technology that help business owners. Is that kind of like get their plan organized? How do they do that? I'm sure they're all different in their own way, but what's the overarching theme there and how and are these tools that our listeners could learn how to use and then introduce them to their clients? Yeah, that's a great question. You're right. There are a lot of tools that are out there. Some of them, you know, depending on, I know that one of the ways in which we 
find clients that are a good fit for how we work. So mutually a good fit for each other are those, and I imagine this might fit the audience here is that are our clients willing to engage outside expertise or outside consultative help, right? So because you could try and do the stuff yourself, but if you can engage a coach that you feel you like and trust, um, whatever way that might be, again, I did engage, that's how I got connected with all of you, is that <laughs> I engaged a productivity coach to help me as a business owner to make myself more accountable and be more productive and better time manager. So my point is on those tools is that there are tools out there. Um, again, EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System, is one that's associated with the book Traction. Again, Vern Harness, the Gazelles, and the book Scaling Up all are kind of tied together. Those are some tools to walk through. And I definitely encourage folks to seek help or seek a coach. If we had a coach that we worked with for six years that helped us with those as our business. And I think that's also indicative of us being willing to like, for instance, why I engaged a productivity coach that's a NAPO member, uh, because it's something that I needed. And I felt like I, I didn't have the answers internally. So those are some of the there's some technology tools out there, but there's also some books that candidly are just really good guides as well as helping having a coach um, walk you through that. But once you get rolling on those things, there are some technology tools that'll help you keep it present in front of mind for your organization as well. Absolutely. So listeners, the time it's recording, we're kind of at the height of COVID-19. It's April 2020. But I know that your response here, Nathan, is going to help our listeners no matter when they're listening to this episode. But I feel now more than ever, especially to those businesses who that aren't used to working remotely, virtually, we've got our list of to-dos. Now, whether or not they're productive to-dos is another conversation. But we have these digital to-dos what is a great way that you're seeing businesses who are now working remotely from their partners, their collaborators to manage them, especially if you're not used to that? And how can our listeners, so whatever your response is, I'm hoping our listeners can kind of take that and say, oh, that's a great idea, or I hadn't thought of it that way. But any tips on how to manage digital to-dos? Yeah. So uh, Sarah, thanks for the question. That's, that's a great segue from, you know, we started saying there are tools to help people think through and build a plan as far as looking into the future. But then the challenge is, well, you have to get stuff done. Some people refer to it as, you know, building the airplane or while you're flying, right? So, um, <laughs> which, you know, is, can be challenging if you imagine that. So I think the two of the communication and accountability on the to-do side are go hand in hand because to-dos ultimately come from multiple places. And I think this is where a lot of organizations and a lot of managers struggle, not only to keeping track of their own to-dos, but how do they make sure and help keep their team accountable to the to-dos that have been assigned to their team? Mm -hmm. And so for instance, if you have, and, and this, this is where it ties in with communication. So if you are running a department or an organization, you typically might have a group of managers, or if you're a manager, you're managing a group of direct reports and you're having some sort of frequency of a team meeting. And there's oftentimes action items that come out of that team meeting. The problem is a lot of times those action items are caught up in notes that someone might have taken notes that someone might have emailed. And then I'm looking through my 
emails and subsections of notes to try and figure out if there's an action item for me as an individual to be able to do, right? right. So you can imagine that I'm not only am I trying to filter through the too much email that I already received, but I've got an action item buried somewhere inside of notes, some of which are just notes and some of the things are actually things that are asking, we're asking people to do. So there are tools out there. And so where our organization is focused because, you know, we primarily work with Microsoft and I know a lot of Naples members consult to help companies use O3 Office 365 or Microsoft Office 365. Mm -hmm. There's some great tools that work really well together. And that's one of the, and, and candidly, there's other tools out there, but I'm not an expert in those other tools. So I'm not, I, I can't speak to them. That's okay. uh, so I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say there's aren't other tools out there, but these are the ones that we have found work really well together. Like Microsoft Teams, for example, is an excellent, especially as you mentioned, we're in the peak, uh, the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. And, you know, nearly every organization that can is working from home or remotely. So Teams is one of the ways in which we hold all of our department meetings, all of our company meetings, all of them are held inside of Teams. And then when those action items that I mentioned, those to-dos that you're asking about, mm -hmm. um, when those are captured inside of the meeting, we actually use Microsoft Planner, which is if you're a nonprofit, you get these tools for free. If you're a small business and you're subscribing to at least one of the entry-level suites of O365, you get these tools that I'm mentioning are included and you might even realize they exist. You want to know, just as a tip for either any NAPO members or any others listening, and you have O365, but you're not sure if you have access to these tools, just go out to office.com and log in with your username and password, and that'll basically give you all the tools that are available to you. It'll tell you what you're licensed for. So that's one of the little tips that a lot of people don't know to know whether or not you have this if you're trying to explore that yourself. So that's a couple steps, right? is saying, as an individual, I'm trying to figure out how to manage my to-dos. So first of all, communicating around them using something like Teams. Secondly, when you capture an action item, the planner, it's called Planner, Microsoft Planner, allows you to put, assign a task, assign a date, and assign who's responsible, which are oftentimes the key things, right? Okay, what are we doing? When do we need to do it by? Who's responsible for getting it done? Because sometimes you might assign something and you forget, well, who's supposed to do this? Uh -huh. When was this supposed to get done by? Right? Because your short-term memory just lapses over time. So hence why it's called short-term memory. <laughs> but all of those things, when you, once you assign it to someone, then it moves from a team accountability, which is still part of a team accountability, but then it also is one of those things that falls on an individual's accountability, right? Now it's a to-do that they have to manage amongst all their other to-dos, if you will, across email that they receive, across other actions or initiatives that they're working on. So I'll pause there because really I think where a lot of organizations, going back to the original question you asked of some of the top three problems that organizations face, it's A, do they have a plan? And B, are they communicating across their departments, across their leadership, across their team members? And are they able to hold their team members accountable and part of creating that accountability is clarity and visibility, and Microsoft Planner helps with that. So that's a great start, right? If people get that, if they're not doing something like that today in their, in their organization, if they just do those couple things, it'll help them take a big leap forward. I have a fun question for you, but we're going to take a very quick break to hear a message from NAPO. And when we get back, I think our listeners are going to really enjoy this. The National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals is proud to offer NAPO University courses in various formats to accommodate different learning styles and further your education when and how you wish. For the entire course catalog, visit napo.net slash education. And to join NAPO, visit napo.net slash join. 
Okay, we are back. We have Nathan Austin. We're talking about all things business productivity. Nathan, you work with a wide variety of clients across many industries, and a lot of your clients are all sorts of sizes. You said, I believe, from four and fewer to you know much larger, maybe hundreds of people within the business. Is that correct? That's correct. When, when I tell people most of the time, we work across different industries between 15 and 500 employees. So would you say that it doesn't matter how big or small, you know, how long they've been in business, how successful they are, businesses kind of across the board have these struggles of their digital to-dos and, you know, building the plane while it's flying. I mean, is this special to small businesses, newer businesses, or would you say it kind of, it can pop up whenever, you know, to any business, it doesn't really have, it's not really discriminatory (laughs) on what kind of business you are. Sarah, the short answer to that is yes, it is not, it, it applies to everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. The longer answer to that to validate it, to give you more validation of that is that we've been hosting for the last two years, multiple training sessions a month, trying to educate, working to educate our clients and community members on communication and collaboration and helping them do that. And over the last two years, We've had every facet of industry and size of organization attend, and they all have the same problems Mm -hmm. around communication and collaboration and managing digital to-dos. So yes, that's the longer answer to the validation of that. Well, I just say that because the really fun thing about our listeners on this podcast is they are business owners themselves and they help businesses. And I love how you shared that you hired an APO member to help you with your accountability needs, even though, you know, you yourself are an expert at helping other businesses. So I really want our listeners to just, number one, know that it's okay that if they need to kind of take a step back and do these things for themselves in their own business, while I also help their clients get the same things done or in motion. So that was kind of my point there. I just feel like a lot of times we, especially all of us in this organizing and productivity industry, we can get down on ourselves for not feeling we're always on top of it or always, you know, organized or the most productive ourselves. But it sounds like it can happen to anyone. And the key is having someone there to help you stay accountable who's outside your sphere. Would you say that's, that's pretty helpful? Yeah, I think you mentioned accountability. I think there's two sides of that. And I'll give a little bit longer answer to that. But part of the problem, if you're working as a team, visibility to those action items or to-dos help with the accountability, right? Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, getting them visible. And sometimes that's just the manager remembering that their action items even assigned, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, how many times you might have a meeting one week and then uh, a week goes by or maybe you had to cancel the meeting for some reason second week, you go back and you totally forget that there's even an action item assigned to a member of your team. And now guess what? That action item just doesn't get done. It doesn't get remembered. So from an accountability perspective, as you're saying, is having visibility outside of yourself is definitely one of the first steps and one of the best steps to take to be able to hold a team, individuals accountable to each other as a team. This isn't punitive. This is just making sure that everyone has easy access and visibility to it so that we just remember that it's something that's on our list to do. Um, Because most people in general aren't trying to shirk the system. They're not trying to not get things done. They definitely are trying to be a positive member of the team and contribute. But that leads to one other thing that I think is really critical, especially since I imagine the majority of the NAPO members are working with other business owners and entrepreneurs, even themselves, as you mentioned, is that what happens to an entrepreneur who's typically the president or CEO of the company and they don't get something done? Nothing. Right. (laughs) 
right? They don't get fired. I did that pause intentionally. They don't get fired. They don't fire themselves. That initiative, that plan, that goal, it just doesn't get done. Right. So one of the challenges I think that business owners have, and I think this is where as NAPO members, and one of the reasons why I engaged a coach, a member coach, was that I, as an entrepreneur, no one was going to come fire me because I wasn't getting things done. I just wanted to be better, right? I wanted to serve my team better. I wanted to make sure that I was doing my part to move the organization forward. And that's the challenge, I think, that sometimes there isn't visibility to the things that maybe a, an entrepreneur or business owner needs to get done. And therein lies some of the problems. Because if it doesn't get done, nothing happens to them. They're not going to get a performance improvement plan for most small businesses anyway. So. And I think this, that's a great, what you just said there, listeners, I feel like if they pause it and rewind it and listen to it again, that's almost a great way. They can kind of make it their own pitch if they're trying to get their services out there into the world and how they can help you know, business executives stay productive and stay organized. I don't know. They might get a lot of pushback saying, well, I, I'm the CEO. I'm the business executive here. I don't know that I need help staying on track, but I just feel like that's a really good, they could bundle your words there and make it their own as a way to help pitch their services to businesses out there saying, hey, let me hold you accountable because if I don't, no one else will. And I think all great businesses out there know the importance of kind of getting someone outside of their sphere to help them make sure they're staying on track. Absolutely. I mean, even, you know, great executives, you know, like Steve Jobs, he had a coach, right? Sure. He had a mentor. So, you know, part of, and I think that's sometimes part of don't feel bad if you pitch that to a CEO and they aren't humble enough to recognize that they need help, then that's okay, right? They're not, that's not a good fit. That's not your ideal client. But when you get a CEO or an executive or business owner that acknowledges that they can't do everything and that they can learn and grow, that's a great start. Right. I was on your website and you mentioned it here in the podcast that you really specialize in Microsoft products. Mm -hmm. For those of us out there in the productivity industry who feel like there are so many tools out there to help us, to help our clients, how important is it to just kind of pick a product, a brand that you like and stick with those line of products so that you can just move forward and dive into productivity versus kind of knowing a little bit about a lot of the tools or is that a perfectly good route to go as well? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, first of all, I'm definitely not someone that's going to tell any entrepreneur how to run their own business because that's the choices that we all uniquely get to make, right? Mm -hmm. um, however, I do feel that there's so many tools out there. I remember reading an article, this goes back to our planning part of the initial conversation, right? Is that you know you have a strategy when you say no more than you say yes. And I think that also applies to the question you just asked, Sarah, which is if you divide yourself too thin, right? If you spread yourself too thin, a colleague of mine calls it spreading peanut butter. If you're trying to spread the peanut butter too thin, you're not going to be good at anything and not necessarily be able to provide value. So we've definitely chosen the Microsoft stack and that's a big part of organization, but there are a lot of organizations out there that are using um, the G Suite. And I, like I said earlier, there's lots of other tools out there. Sure, sure. And I'm not saying any of them are good, bad, or indifferent. I can just say that from a Microsoft stack perspective, the tools, while they're in and of themselves, might not be the best tool to solve those problems. One of the beautiful things about it that I would ask you to consider other than just picking a tool is the fact that all of the tools are integrated. When someone logs in, it's your same username and password to any of these tools. Security is core to the system. You know, there's been a lot of talk about other web platforms that are out there that have been having security challenges lately yes. in the midst of the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic. I won't mention them, but you can look it up. You know, that's one of the things that is, I, I really appreciate about Microsoft that 
because security is at their core and the tools just really, really work well together with other tools that most likely your clients are using like Outlook, you know, and Word and Excel documents and things like that. Is there anything that I didn't ask you today or touch on that you think our listeners who really specialize in the productivity for businesses might be able to learn from you? We're going to get to my infamous last question of our two sticky notes in a little bit here. But before that, anything that you think they would really benefit from learning from you today? There's one last piece that I hope will help connect some dots uh, for individuals. Yeah, and I appreciate you asking. I was hoping you might ask a question that will allow me to yes, um, no, please. speak to this point, so thank you. <laughs> so as I mentioned, where a lot of times in an organization, communication and collaboration is the core. So it's planning, communication, and then accountability. You know, when we talked about how leadership planning and then department communication and then having like team visibility from an accountability perspective, but the problem is where things really get going is if every individual in your organization, including if you're just looking at yourself, is able to manage their individual digital to-dos. So the tool that I found that really helps me, I actually, I got to the point of exploring this. It was through the dialogue that I had with my NAPO coach, and that is Microsoft to-do. I'm not trying to sell you Microsoft, by the way. I'm actually just trying to help potentially people solve a business problem, which is, you know, eliminating some of the clutter. One of the questions that I was asked by my coach was, you know, what are you trying to solve? You know, what problems are you trying to solve through this engagement? And one of the problems that I realized that I had, and I believe that I'm, this isn't about me, but I do believe I'm an example or an illustration of what common owners, managers, executives have, is that I was struggling to track down all of the action items that were assigned to me that I was responsible for completing. I had to look in Excel spreadsheets from the different teams I was a part of for notes and action items. I had to look in meeting notes. I had to look in my own. I used OneNote notebook to write down notes. And now I'm looking at my notes and trying to figure out, is this a note or is this a to-do? I was looking at my email and what I was guilty of notoriously was I would read an email on my phone and like, oh, I need to do something with that. When I get back to the office or when I get in front of my laptop, I'm going to do something with that. So instead of flagging it, I would mark it as unread. And then I had emails in my inbox that were unread because I didn't read them. And then emails in my inbox that were unread because I'm supposed to do something with them. I mean, it was a nightmare. And I realized that that was one of my biggest problems. So part of it was on me from having a discipline of using the planner tool in my team meetings because that helped me grab all of my team action items and accountabilities. And then it was Emails is a very personal thing. If, you know, so I had to then say, well, out of my emails, I need to flag emails to track things down. And then you know, I was guilty of, I'd be mowing the lawn some summer afternoon and some thought would pop in my head or I'm trying to fall asleep at night and something pops in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to remember to do that thing for that person because I forgot to write it down. Well, so all of that is consolidated in an app called Microsoft To Do. It's available. All the apps are free. It's available on Android, iOS. It integrates with all those security components I was telling you about earlier, but it pulls in your planner action items. It pulls in your flagged emails. It pulls in your Outlook tasks and it pulls in random to-do thoughts that you might've had when you were trying to fall asleep at night and it puts them all in one place. And that for me was one of the biggest leaps forward in my personal productivity and my personal accountability to myself and my team is being able to use the app called Microsoft to do. So that is the final piece that I would suggest is if people are struggling with those things, which I find a lot of people that are either managers 
or leaders in organizations because they sit on multiple teams. That is probably the biggest thing that I would suggest as an individual is explore that, check that out. There's the discipline to make it work well, but using that and learning how to use that will help you out. Does it, because I don't know this product, does it, if our listeners list, if they work with, you know, random G Suite products and random iOS products and random Android, can it work with kind of what you're already dealing with? Or do you kind of have to streamline all the products you use so that it will work properly for you? Great question. I can't speak to how it works and if it works at all with G Suite or not. I have no Mm -hmm. idea, candidly. Mm -hmm. However, you can use to do, even if you're not using some of these other tools, it's just you, like for instance, if you're using Microsoft, if you're not using Planner for your team meetings, it's not going to pull in those to-dos for you, right? But if you are using Outlook, whether it's just the web access or the full Outlook client, you could still flag your emails and pull in Outlook tasks and your individual to-dos from when you're trying to fall asleep or you're mowing the lawn or doing something like that. But yeah, it can be used independently, but it is also designed to tie into and integrate with your corporate Outlook or Office 365 uh, tenant. Oh, that sounds great. And thank you for sharing that with us. I think a lot of us kind of just like, okay, if there's all these things out there, what truly works from someone who, you know, is obviously very skilled at being productive and staying productive, but still admits that, hey, I still have, you know, needs to stay accountable and I needed to have everything in one place and here's what worked for me. So we really appreciate you sharing that with us. All right. If you leave our listeners with just two sticky notes today, if all this was overwhelming to them and they'll say, I'm going to come back to this episode later, but you want to leave them with two things, what would you leave our listeners with today? Sarah, thanks for asking that question. I feel like this is something that I've tried to communicate in nearly every training session we've done or webinar or podcast, anything like that that we've done is the two things that I ask of people is that one, and I coach my team on this too, is one, understand the problem you're trying to solve. The more clear you are about the problem you're trying to solve, the more clear the answer is going to be for you. So going back to a question you asked earlier, Sarah, for example, is if you're trying to figure out which tool is right for you, Mm-hmm. If you understand, if you're very clear on the problem you're trying to solve, it'll help you identify which tool is the best fit to solve that problem. So number one, understand the problem you're trying to solve. The second thing is the way I like to describe this is take your next step. <laughs> Just find the next thing that is where you're at right now in your world. And if you listen to this, when you listen to this the first time, and if you go back and by chance listen to it a second time, you're going to be in a different place. And that next step for you is going to be different then than it is now. So whatever it is, whatever you're facing, whatever problem you're trying to solve, take your next step towards this. And that is, you know, I think all we can really do is understand the problem we're trying to solve, take this next step that's applicable for you, and just keep doing that over and over again to iterate and improve. Oh, I love that. Where can our listeners find out more about you and stay connected with you? The best way, we love to connect with people on LinkedIn. I would uh, happily accept any invitations from folks because I love connecting with professionals and coaches. So it's actually just LinkedIn forward slash it's in and then forward slash Nathan Austin. So it's uh, relatively simple to connect with me. Or if you happen to be working in uh, Minnesota or Colorado, that's where our offices are. You could also go to mytech.com. Again, that's M-Y-T-E-C-H.com. And uh, that's my uh, IT services consulting company. And you know, if that's applicable to connect, we'd love to connect with you there too. And listeners, just in case you're driving right now or doing anything where it's not safe to (laughs) jot that info down, we will have all that information in our show notes. And listeners, I just ask you, what are you going to take away from this episode today to 
take that next step. You can listen to these episodes, but unless you put something actionable to them, they really are just pieces of information that you kind of let come in and then you don't do anything with. So what is that next step? And lay out that problem that you're facing today or maybe that one problem that's popping up in your head that this episode is kind of speaking to and really try to understand it so that you know where you're going with it. I'm Sarah Karakayan. That wraps up this episode of Stand Out. Thanks for being here with me and learning with me. This episode especially, I was just taking it all in. This is not my area of expertise and I, and I have so much takeaway from it. If you like this podcast and you're able to walk away with nuggets of inspiration or something valuable, please leave us a review and hit that subscribe button. We want to reach as many organizing and productivity professionals as possible. So in addition to subscribing and leaving us that review, I know we have very we have a lot of call to actions here, but please feel free to share this and every episode with your colleagues, your team, and whoever else might benefit. I look forward to hanging out with you next time, and I'll talk to you then. That's all for today's episode of Stand Out, brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join, learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.